As King David's life comes to a close, he continues to charge Israel and his son Solomon with the task of building the temple. It's 1 Chronicles chapters 27 through 29 and Psalm 107, here on Commuter Bible. This is Commuter Bible, the audio Bible reading plan to match your weekly schedule. I'm your host, John Ross. As the book of 1 Chronicles comes to a close, we're given a look at an assembly of all the leaders of Israel. In this gathering, David gives glory to God for his many blessings and charges Solomon to build the Lord's temple. In so doing, he also makes it clear that of his many sons, Solomon is to become king, appointed by the Lord God himself. He passes the plans for the temple on to Solomon and declares that he will be giving his riches to the work of building this place of worship. The leaders and the people of Israel follow suit, and together they amass a great stockpile of wealth. To the end, David is dedicated to God's glory. 1 Chronicles chapters 27 through 29. This is the list of the Israelites, the family heads, the commanders of thousands and the commanders of hundreds, and their officers who served the king in every matter to do with the divisions that were on rotated military duty each month throughout the year. There were 24,000 in each division. Jashobiam son of Zabdiel was in charge of the first division for the first month. 24,000 were in his division. He was a descendant of Perez and chief of all the army commanders for the first month. Dodai the Ahohite was in charge of the division for the second month, and Mikloth was the leader. 24 were in his division. The third army commander, as chief for the third month, was Benaiah son of the priest Jehoiada. 24,000 were in his division. This Benaiah was a mighty man among the thirty and over the thirty, and his son Amizabad was in charge of his division. The fourth commander for the fourth month was Joab's brother Azahel, and his son Zebediah was commander after him. Twenty-four thousand were in his division. The fifth for the fifth month was the commander Shemhuth, the Israelite. Twenty-four thousand were in his division. The sixth for the sixth month was Ira, son of Ikish the Tekoite. Twenty-four thousand were in his division. The seventh for the seventh month was Helez the Pelonite, from the descendants of Ephraim. Twenty-four thousand were in his division. The eighth for the eighth month was Sibachai the Hushathite, a Zerahite. Twenty-four thousand were in his division. The ninth for the ninth month was Abiezer the Anathathite, a Benjaminite. Twenty-four thousand were in his division. The tenth for the tenth month was Maharai the Natafathite, a Zerahite. Twenty-four thousand were in his division. The eleventh for the eleventh month was Benaiah the Pirathonite, from the descendants of Ephraim. Twenty-four thousand were in his division. The twelfth for the twelfth month was Heldai the Natafathite of Othniel's family. 24,000 were in his division. The following were in charge of the tribes of Israel. For the Reubenites, Eliezer son of Zikri was the chief official. For the Simeonites, Shephatiah son of Mechah. For the Levites, Hashabiah son of Kimuel. For Aaron, 
Zadok, for Judah, Elihu, one of David's brothers, for Issachar, Omri, son of Michael, for Zebulun, Ishmaiah, son of Obadiah, for Naphtali, Jeremoth, son of Azrael, for the Ephraimites, Hoshea, son of Azaziah, for the half-tribe of Manasseh, Joel, son of Padiah, for half the tribe of Manasseh in Gilead, Iddo, son of Zechariah, for Benjamin, Jaciel, son of Abner, for Dan, Azarel, son of Jeroham. Those were the leaders of the tribes of Israel. David didn't count the men aged twenty or under, for the Lord had said he would make Israel as numerous as the stars of the sky. Joab, son of Zeruiah, began to count them, but he didn't complete it. There was wrath against Israel because of this census, and the number was not entered into the historical record of King David. Asmaveth, son of Adiel, was in charge of the king's storehouses. Jonathan, son of Uzziah, was in charge of the storehouses in the country, in the cities, in the villages, and in the fortresses. Ezri, son of Chelub, was in charge of those who worked in the fields, tilling the soil. Shimei, the Ramathite, was in charge of the vineyards. Zabdi, the Shifmite, was in charge of the produce of the vineyards for the wine cellars. Baal-Hanan the Gedarite was in charge of the olive and sycamore trees in the Judean foothills. Joash was in charge of the stores of olive oil. Shitri the Sharonite was in charge of the herds that grazed in Sharon, while Shaphat son of Adlai was in charge of the herds in the valleys. Abiel the Ishmaelite was in charge of the camels. Jadea the Moronophite was in charge of the donkeys. Jaziz the Hagrite was in charge of the flocks. All these were officials in charge of King David's property. David's uncle Jonathan was a counselor. He was a man of understanding and a scribe. Jehiel, son of Hachmanai, attended the king's sons. Ahithophel was the king's counselor. Hushai the Archite was the king's friend. After Ahithophel came Jehoiada son of Benaiah, then Abiathar. Joab was the commander of the king's army. David assembled all the leaders of Israel in Jerusalem, the leaders of the tribes, the leaders of the divisions in the king's service, the commanders of thousands and the commanders of hundreds, and the officials in charge of all the property and cattle of the king and his sons, along with the court officials, the fighting men, and all the best soldiers. Then King David rose to his feet and said, Listen to me my brothers and my people. It was in my heart to build a house as a resting place for the Ark of the Lord's Covenant and as a footstool for our God. 
I had made preparations to build. But God said to me, You are not to build a house for my name, because you are a man of war and have shed blood. Yet the Lord God of Israel chose me out of all my father's family to be king over Israel forever. For he chose Judah as leader, and from the house of Judah my father's family, and from my father's sons. He was pleased to make me king over all Israel. And out of all my sons, for the Lord has given me many sons, he has chosen my son Solomon to sit on the throne of the Lord's kingdom over Israel. He said to me, Your son Solomon is the one who is to build my house and my courts, for I have chosen him to be my son, and I will be his father. I will establish his kingdom forever if he perseveres in keeping my commands and my ordinances as he is doing today. So now, in the sight of all Israel, the assembly of the Lord, and in the hearing of our God, observe and follow all the commands of the Lord your God, so that you may possess this good land, and leave it as an inheritance to your descendants forever. As for you, Solomon, my son, know the God of your father, and serve him wholeheartedly and with a willing mind. For the Lord searches every heart and understands the intention of every thought. If you seek him, he will be found by you. But if you abandon him, he will reject you forever. Realize now that the Lord has chosen you to build a house for the sanctuary. Be strong and do it. Then David gave his son Solomon the plans for the portico of the temple and its buildings, treasuries, upstairs rooms, inner rooms, and a room for the mercy seat. The plans contained everything he had in mind for the courts of the Lord's house, all the surrounding chambers, the treasuries of God's house, and the treasuries for what is dedicated. Also included were plans for the divisions of the priests and the Levites, all the work of service in the Lord's house, all the articles of service of the Lord's house, the weight of gold for all the articles of every kind of service, the weight of all the silver articles for every kind of service, the weight of the gold lampstands and their gold lamps, including the weight of each lampstand and its lamps, the weight of each silver lampstand and its lamps, according to the service of each lampstand, the weight of gold for each table, for the rows of the bread of the presence and the silver for the silver tables, the pure gold for the forks, sprinkling basins, and pitchers, the weight of each gold dish, the weight of each silver bowl, the weight of refined gold for the altar of incense, and the plans for the chariot of the gold cherubim that spread out their wings and cover the ark of the Lord's covenant. David concluded, By the Lord's hand on me, he enabled me to understand everything in writing, all the details of the plan. Then David said to his son Solomon, Be strong 
and courageous, and do the work. Don't be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord God, my God, is with you. He won't leave you or abandon you until all the work for the service of the Lord's house is finished. Here are the divisions of the priests and the Levites for all the service of God's house. Every willing person of any skill will be at your disposal for the work, and the leaders and all the people are at your every command. Then King David said to all the assembly, My son Solomon, God has chosen him alone, is young and inexperienced. The task is great because the building will not be built for a human, but for the Lord God. So to the best of my ability, I've made provision for the house of my God. Gold for the gold articles, silver for the silver, bronze for the bronze, iron for the iron, and wood for the wood, as well as onyx, stones for mounting, antimony, stones of various colors, all kinds of precious stones, and a great quantity of marble. Moreover, because of my delight in the house of my God, I now give my personal treasures of gold and silver for the house of my God over and above all that I have provided for the holy house. One hundred tons of gold, gold of Ophir, and two hundred fifty tons of refined silver for overlaying the walls of the buildings, the gold for the gold work and the silver for the silver, for all the work to be done by the craftsmen. Now, who will volunteer to consecrate himself to the Lord today? Then the volunteers of the households, the leaders of the tribes of Israel, the commanders of thousands and of hundreds, and the officials in charge of the king's work gave willingly. For the service of God's house, they gave 185 tons of gold and 10,000 gold coins, 375 tons of silver, 675 tons of bronze, and 4,000 tons of iron. Whoever had precious stones gave them to the treasury of the Lord's house under the care of Jehiel the Gershonite. Then the people rejoiced because of their leader's willingness to give, for they had given to the Lord wholeheartedly. King David also rejoiced greatly.
Then David blessed the Lord in the sight of all the assembly. David said, May you be blessed, Lord God of our father Israel, from eternity to eternity. Yours, Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the splendor and the majesty. For everything in the heavens and on earth belongs to you. Yours, Lord, is the kingdom, and you are exalted as head over all. Riches and honor come from you, and you are the ruler of everything. Power and might are in your hand, and it is in your hand to make great and to give strength to all. Now therefore, our God, we give you thanks and praise your glorious name. But who am I, and who are my people, that we should be able to give as generously as this? For everything comes from you, and we have given you only what comes from your own hand. For we are aliens and temporary residents in your presence, as were all our ancestors. Our days on earth are like a shadow, without hope. Lord our God, all this wealth that we've provided for building you a house for your holy name comes from your hand. Everything belongs to you. I know, my God, that you test the heart and that you are pleased with what is right. I have willingly given all these things with an upright heart. And now I have seen your people who are present here giving joyfully and willingly to you. Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, our ancestors, keep this desire forever in the thoughts of the hearts of your people and confirm their hearts toward you. Give my son Solomon an undivided heart to keep and to carry out all your commands, your decrees, and your statutes, and to build the building for which I have made provisions. Then David said to the whole assembly, Blessed be the Lord your God! So the whole assembly praised the Lord God of their ancestors. They knelt low and paid homage to the Lord and the king. The following day they offered sacrifices to the Lord and burnt offerings to the Lord, a thousand bulls, a thousand rams, and a thousand lambs, along with their drink offerings and sacrifices in abundance for all Israel. They ate and drank with great joy in the Lord's presence that day. Then, for a second time, they made David's son Solomon king. They anointed him as the Lord's leader and Zadok as the priest. Solomon sat on the Lord's throne as king in place of his father David. He prospered, and all Israel obeyed him. All the leaders and the mighty men and all of King David's sons as well pledged their allegiance to King Solomon. The Lord highly exalted Solomon in the sight of all Israel and bestowed on him such royal majesty 
has had not been bestowed on any king over Israel before him. David, son of Jesse, was king over all Israel. The length of his reign over Israel was forty years. He reigned in Hebron for seven years and in Jerusalem for thirty-three. He died at a good old age, full of days, riches, and honor. And his son Solomon became king in his place. As for the events of King David's reign from beginning to end, note that they are written in the events of the seer Samuel, the events of the prophet Nathan, and the events of the seer Gad. Along with all his reign, his might, and the incidents that affected him and Israel and all the kingdoms of the surrounding lands. Psalm 107 Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His faithful love endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord proclaim that he has redeemed them from the power of the foe and has gathered them from the lands, from the east and the west, from the north and the south. Some wandered in the desolate wilderness, finding no way to a city where they could live. They were hungry and thirsty. Their spirits failed within them. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble. He rescued them from their distress. He led them by the right path to go to a city where they could live. Let them give thanks to the Lord for His faithful love and His wondrous works for all humanity. For He has satisfied the thirsty and filled the hungry with good things. Others sat in darkness and gloom, prisoners in cruel chains, because they rebelled against God's commands and despised the counsel of the Most High. He broke their spirits with hard labor. They stumbled, and there was no one to help. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble. He saved them from their distress. He brought them out of darkness and gloom and broke their chains apart. Let them give thanks to the Lord for His faithful love and His wondrous works for all humanity. For he has broken down the bronze gates and cut through the iron bars. Fools suffered affliction because of their rebellious ways and their iniquities. They loathed all food and came near the gates of death. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble. He saved them from their distress. He sent his word and healed them. He rescued them from their traps. Let them give thanks to the Lord for His faithful love and His wondrous works for all humanity. Let them offer thanksgiving sacrifices and announce His works with shouts of joy. Others went to sea in ships, conducting trade on the vast water. They saw the Lord's works, His wondrous works in the deep. He spoke and raised a stormy wind that stirred up the waves of the sea. Rising up to the sky, sinking down to the depths, their courage melted away in anguish. They reeled and staggered like a drunkard, and all their skill was useless. 
Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he brought them out of their distress. He stilled the storm to a whisper, and the waves of the sea were hushed. They rejoiced when the waves grew quiet. Then he guided them to the harbor they longed for. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his faithful love and his wondrous works for all humanity. Let them exalt him in the assembly of the peoples and praise him in the council of the elders. He turns rivers into desert, springs into thirsty ground, and fruitful land into salty wasteland because of the wickedness of its inhabitants. He turns a desert into a pool, dry land into springs. He causes the hungry to settle there, and they establish a city where they can live. They sow fields and plant vineyards that yield a fruitful harvest. He blesses them, and they multiply greatly. He does not let their livestock decrease. When they are diminished and humbled by cruel oppression and sorrow, he pours contempt on nobles and makes them wander in a trackless wasteland. But he lifts the needy out of their suffering and makes their families multiply like flocks. The upright see it and rejoice, and all injustice shuts its mouth. Let whoever is wise pay attention to these things and consider the Lord's acts of faithful love. That is the conclusion of 1 Chronicles. We'll read 2 Chronicles in the near future, but before we do that, we'll take an intermission to read Hosea, which is one of the minor prophets, and 1 Corinthians. If you're enjoying Commuter Bible, you can help me out by giving a brief review on Apple Podcasts, Just a couple sentences will do, but you're welcome to max out the word count if you like. Your reviews help Commuter Bible to climb higher in search results when people search for Bible podcasts. So thanks in advance for doing that. Today's episode was narrated and orchestrated by me, John Ross, and co-produced by Bobby Brown, Caitlin Pridgen, Eric Williamson, and the Christian Standard Bible. Thanks for listening, and remember, happy is the one whose delight is in the Lord's instruction, and he meditates on it day and night.